Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. We've come to the end of our first season. I know. Did you see the famous last words thing I sent you? I don't think I did. Um, it was really stupid, but I sent it to you just because <laughs> because of what it said. Now you got to look. Okay, yeah, I, I will. Again, I was asleep for 12 hours. It was oh, literally at yes. 8.12 this morning. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bye, hon. I'll be back in a gif saying Mr. Peanut. Yes, famous. And then it says famous last words. Famous last words, yes. Right? Just mm-hmm. don't, but it was funny. Okay, so since we are at the end of our season, and I feel we perhaps have hyped this episode a lot. Because it's yes. one of my favorite historical figures that I didn't find out about till way too late in life. And a lot of people, and you didn't really know about her until I told you about her. This is true. Um, so she needs a lot more recognition. Mm-hmm. She changed the world for a lot of people and did a lot of good while doing it. And she's someone I think it's good to aspire to, to be like. And what I think is interesting about her, and it's something that I noticed in sort of um, doing research for the after conversation of like notable African-American women worthy of discussion. Mm -hmm. And when you, if you just Google that and just start with that, um, there is a theme that runs through the vast majority of the people they tell you about. And they are all civil rights activists. They are all um, sort of called to something bigger than whatever they might have ended up doing in their life. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And very, very rarely do you get a Shirley Chisholm or Barbara Jordan or somebody who reached prominence through their own skills and abilities and something that they, because I think in some ways sort of the fit civil rights, <clears throat> and you could argue with any, is sort of like a, they have to do this to try to right, right. all the wrongs being done. Right. And so it's interesting when you go through, I mean, it happens with women in general, but mm-hmm. the fact that like so many of them, the first thing is you get your Harriet Tubman's and even they list Michelle Obama, which is a little like, I, yes, but let's give her some time to just be before we start yeah, putting her in the I same mean, context with Harriet right. Tubman and Rosa Parks. I mean, she's who, amazing in right. her own right, but yes. Definitely. And much like Rosa Parks probably saw, has seen Shrek. I'm sure she's seen Shrek. So that's a great Venn diagram. Yes, um, for sure. But very rarely, it's really hard. You have to dig to find somebody like C.J. Walker or even Grace Potter, who I think is truly amazing as well. Mm-hmm. She was one of the um, scientists who um, did a lot of work. I'm just going to pull this up now to make sure I'm getting all my... Um, Okay, that's it's not Grace Potter because that is the singer. What oh. the it's Grace? I, thought, I swear it was Potter. Are you sure? 
That sounded right to me. I know. Maybe it's just the the, the that Grace Potter. Right. There are over. Um, right. Looms over the other Grace Potter. Which happens. Sure. Um. She played the Ryman. I gotta just keep going there. Now I have to find this. Grace Hopper. Grace Hopper. Do we just leave this in here? Yeah. yeah. The rest of our shows see us screw up. Right. Um, but Grace Hopper, who was one of the highest ranking um women in the Navy. Um, <clears throat> and she was one of the first programmers on the Harvard Mark I computer which was mm-hmm. the first one she devised this idea of a language solely designed for computers and other devices to talk to each other. Yeah. So that's kind of a big deal. It, yes. And there was a great sticker that I saw when I was working on a project, um, all computer based that a bunch of, I guess you could call them hackers had on their various hard drives and other stuff. That's a Grace Hopper has a posse, you know, it's a little that's awesome of her in her naval uniform, which was, yeah, that's very cool. Um, but the interesting thing about CJ Walker, <clears throat> if we could go back to that, yes, um, one of the, if not the first African American millionaires, mm-hmm. period, gender set aside, correct. Which is pretty mind-boggling. Uh, yeah. Well, and I have to actually do one little shout-out to her husband. Mm-hmm. Because her husband, in that era, on top of everything else, craptastic going on for women and people of color, and a lot of people. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are more, like, shitty husbands around back yeah. then. And he helped her in her business let her take the lead on it let her do her thing let -hmm. her go by madame i mean that if that's not a reason to marry a guy i don't know what no i mean and i think that's pretty cool and i think the only other person who has done anything close to that is the guy who um puppeted madame on solid gold right right absolutely which yes I mean, let's see, let's see that Wikipedia page. I know, but no, she paved the way for a lot of other black women to have careers, to be successful, to do things on their own. She mm-hmm. also helped women feel beautiful, which some and people feel has value. I'm one of those people. Very evident. Um, <laughs> And uh, and also just marketing in a way similar that any other entrepreneur would market towards a white-based audience, sort of right. leaning into saying, here's an underserved market that needs yes. these products. And then even putting together the, the schools to train everybody. And right. like, there is a whole Henry Ford-esque without the anti-Semitism. Correct. Like spreading this out and making sure this can get done easier and better Mm -hmm. and quicker um and the fact that the guinness book of world records who let's be honest their research is better than us sometimes sometimes uh 
have her listed as the first self-made millionaire in America. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, the other, the one that people always point to as the, well, the whataboutism is Mary Ellen Pleasant, who is the, uh, was the owner of the hair care product line that which CJ Walker started, mm -hmm. which would have made her the first self-made millionaire of African, African American heritage by a few decades. Yeah. But the only thing that kind of puts the asterisk next to her name is the fact that um, it's just not as well documented. All right. <clears throat> but even if we throw the one of the. Right. And then she like, built a fabulous house mm -hmm. by the who's who of all who's who. Down in Whoville. Yeah. Yes. And just not to be an asshole and be like, look at me, but more to show. Why stop now? Right. No, but more <laughs> to show that anyone can do it. Anyone can live in this place. Anyone can be, you know, borrowing a cup of sugar from the Rockefellers. Mm -hmm. And the idea too, when you get to that side, and I, it's the thing about the last words that are kind of fascinating mm -hmm. um, that when she was successful, not only did she build a house to live amongst the other millionaires of that era, she intentionally was like, put the house close to the curb. So people walking by can see it and sort of exactly hopefully use that is as a inspiration, inspiration to their own lives. And the fact that, you know, again, that, her only desire to live was to help other people and try to right and clearly her her christian faith is a huge part of this and trying to give back to other people um but one of the things that i love with her was that um there is the when she does start sort of becoming more socially and politically active with her money which obviously buys people attention of course um <clears throat> that it was uh when was it here it was <laughs> so she um showed up in the 1911 i believe at this national uh, negro business league where from the floor of this she interrupted web dubois to say like cool story bro but <laughs> here's what i've done and here's why and it says something about him that she like made this from the floor made this whole thing and he was yeah. like you got to come back next year and stand here with a microphone and yeah um and it doesn't seem to be a lot of resentment or anger in her story which is also no. interesting and her early life was not pretty at all. It was awful. Yeah. And it just sort of, it's interesting to see how, and I don't know if it is faith, if it's just general personality, but like there's, there seems to be, and again, we're talking a hundred years, so some stuff probably got erased off the margins. Sure. Not very vindictive, not very right. like, you know, like well, and the, like, vindic the vindictive stuff is usually the stuff that always gets left. Like, I feel mm, no one erases the vindictive stuff. Everybody wants true. 
because people just naturally like the bad stuff. Right. But I agree. I think she just, but maybe that's why she doesn't get as much attention too, because she's a seemingly a very good human who Mm -hmm. did very good things and was very successful. And maybe it's that whole broken clock Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Yeah. Because if you do watch, there is one documentary made about her that was made a while ago and is Mm -hmm. not the highest quality, but Mm -hmm. they do interview a bunch of people who worked for her in various levels of the Madame C.J. Walker uh, cosmetics and hair care, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the company. One, they all spoke incredibly glowingly of her, which... I think that sort of says something. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the only real takeaway from the film is like, wow, she genuinely seemed to be a good person to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, again, when you look at the will leaving so much of the money to the, uh, was it the ACLU? They did uh, NAACP. NAACP, that's yeah. right. Um, and orphanages and... She did a, there's a lot, but the Mm -hmm. NAACP, her donation is credited with being able to launch a big thing. And I can't remember what it was, which is terrible. Um, Let's see here. Big thing. (laughs) Like it was some sort of, you know, that they helped fund. It, it, her uh, estate made the, I'm sorry. So she, in 1918, made the largest individual contribution to preserve That's... Frederick Douglass's house. Okay. And then in before her death in 1919, uh, made one of the largest donations to the NAACP's anti-lynching fund. Which That's a that big thing. Was the largest gift from any individual that they had ever received. Um, <clears throat> and so two-thirds of her estate... Of future profits from her state are she instructed to be dispersed to to charities mm-hmm. and I think one of the things that sort of put her back in the people knew about her was that there was the Octavia Spencer TV series um, Which, I love Octavia but it's fair um and they're uh so a lot of people had problems with the way other characters in the uh program were portrayed but here's the thing that i had zero idea of um on january 31st 2022 sundial brands do you know the story a division of unilever uh, launched a collection of 11 new, 11 new products under the brand name Madam by Madam C.J. Walker that is sold exclusively at Walmart and they replace a uh, a skincare and uh, hair care line which was done with Sephora to honor uh, C.J. Walker and the line is entitled the Madam C.J. Walker Beauty Culture, compi- uh, comprised of four collections and focused on the use of natural ingredients to care for different types of hair. 
I've seen the Sephora ones. Pretty cool. Again, it's like super this, cool that it just is in some ways becoming a one of those things where like you look at uh, you know William Penn on the the box of Quaker Oats and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, is that a real dude? Does that matter? Right. And right. you know, yeah. Even even what was it? Now two years ago that this was a thing that kept it alive and keeps it going. And I know. I just, I want to see her like pop up more and more. And I think uh, all of these reasons we have illuminated are why we were like, oh, we got to save this for the last show. Yes. This is what agreed. you want to hear during this time of year. Mm -hmm. Going into the new year, something somewhat positive and upbeat and yes, inspirational. Yeah. Right. All of that stuff. Um, which is just lovely. Right. Next year, we'll bring everybody down again. But, you know. Oh, please. There are definitely going to be some downers. Oh, without a doubt. So, I guess, do we just say this brings to the close season one? It does. Um, yes. And I think we do throw out there, which we haven't done a very good job of. If you have not. <laughs> a person you have an interest in their story or you know their story and you think it should be shared please share it mm -hmm. with us because we you know we're finding stuff all the time but there are a lot of people out there we haven't stumbled on yet and also i think if there's someone in your family or a friend who's got some great last words i mm -hmm. would personally we would love to hear what they said even if i agree they're not a name that we would recognize, I think. Yes, because this isn't just famous people. Sometimes you need to tip your hat to someone for mm -hmm. the creativity and originality. Agreed. Uh, whether or not they're a notable character. Right. And yes. uh, much like the Bond films, I think we can say famous last words will return. Indeed. Do we know who we are covering yet? Of course we don't know that. No. We have we a couple ideas. We, we barely knew we were recording this. Let's just be honest. That's true. Yeah. But we do have some ideas. We have some thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. But like I said, we are always game for more. Mm -hmm. And more will always be more. And if we have too much, then this is either a threat or a promise. There will be a season three. Right. Try both. Sorry, Donna. But yes, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Hope you enjoyed some small piece of this. Yes. And I don't want to say maybe you learned something, but. Maybe you had some thoughts. Maybe it. Yeah. You know, made you think a bit. Maybe it led you to go look up somebody, mm -hmm. whether or not there was somebody we covered on the show or just sort of tangentially right. passed you by. down a rabbit hole or two nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. um yeah thank you for listening to this nonsense it's not nonsense it's important well, this this part of the show is nonsense this part is the this part, part is nonsense but like, the actual show is we are very proud of and worked hard on and yes and it's a tribute it. to people and their exit stage exactly. left. Exactly. 
Are you going to do the Snaggle Tooth voice? No, no. I'm not. <laughs> nope. You could, though. I could, yeah. but I'm not going to. Next season. Mm -hmm. We'll work up to that. Yes. Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired. Or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness. Beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic. And wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all. 